0: Romans chapter 15, verse 13, today we're going to end our series soul sound check. Romans 15, 13 says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you, come on somebody say it with me, trust in him so that you may overflow with hope. Come on, overflow is not filled halfway. It's not a glass half full. Overflow is when it's brimming over. When something is so full and so packed that it pours out. How many want a joy and a peace that's overflowing out of your life? And we're not striving every day, Lord, I just need a little bit of peace to make it through the day. He says, no, I am the God of hope and I fill you with joy and peace as you trust in me so that when you trust in me and when I fill you with my joy and my peace, you overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, anoint our ears and our hearts to not only hear the word, but to receive it today that it becomes a part of us, becomes a part of our everyday life, that we walk it out. In Jesus' name, amen. This is my prayer for you, is that the God of hope fills your life with so much joy, so much peace, that everywhere you go, everybody you talk to, every person you pour into, every child that you're raising, every employee that you're loving, every parent that you're forgiving and loving, every and your, the authority over that you're honoring in that you are overflowing with the hope of the Lord. That's my prayer for you. But how do we do this? How do we live in this constant flow of the Lord pouring out who he is? In the the beginning, God said, let there be. Oh, y'all are awake today. Sean, you got them riled up, brother. God said, let there be. Light. Now, he did not say, let there be darkness. Why? Because darkness is not quantifiable. Darkness is not a thing. Darkness is the absence of something. When God spoke, he spoke something into existence, into something that was not. When God speaks life, it's a substance. There's something in the room. When he comes in, when we pray these prayers, Lord, fill me with strength. Lord, fill me with joy. Lord, fill me with peace. We are not praying for some abstract something out there. When God speaks, he speaks something into existence. Let me tell you, my friend. When you are praying for peace, it's a substance from the Lord. When you are praying for joy, it's a substance of the Lord. It doesn't come from anything else. And yet the world wants to provide joy when it's not theirs to give. The the world wants to provide peace. Ah, we can give you peace. We can give you a moment to relax, unplug, have some R&R. We can give you, but it's, that's not substance. The Lord speaks substance into our lives. So once you know that, you realize that the resource of joy and peace does not come from anything else in the world but him. That's why we pray the prayer. God of hope, fill me up. Not, Lord, change my circumstance. You can pray that all you want, but look throughout the Bible and you realize that God doesn't answer like that. Lord, just move all my mountains. Lord, cast all the demons out. Lord, take care of my business. Lord, you do the work. I'll just show up and, and take all the blessings. It doesn't work like that. How many business owners we have in the room, you know? How many people work hard in the room, you know? It doesn't come by those who are lazy and sitting on their behinds. It comes to those who work. And the Lord blesses and he speaks life into and gives substance to his children. And so this is what we pray. Lord, let there be light. And so rest, we have to realize that when we're talking about mental peace, when we're talking about rest, rest is not the absence of something. It is the presence of someone. Once you realize this, you are free. Once you realize that it's not the absence of your work that's rest. It's not the absence of your problem that's peace. It's not the absence of the storm that you can just sit and calm. It's not the absence of that struggle that brings joy. Although it's easy sometimes to not have the struggle. I'm not going to lie. I would like a life of no struggle. I would like a life where I get A pluses in everything that I try. I would like a life where I'm natural. I love being in the middle of my natural gift. Anybody else? You know, you step into your natural, it's like, okay, this is my habitat. Like, yo, all eyes on me. I love this. But when I step into the uncomfortable, it's not that there's an absence of joy there, because God is a God who fills every space, every darkness with his light. When he speaks, it's quantifiable. When he speaks something into your life, you can measure it. You can measure it. You can measure it by the peace that you feel. You can measure it by the joy that's coming out of your life. You can measure it by the substance that's on you. Rest is not the absence of something. So we have to get this definition that rest is actually the, the presence of someone. When we invite him in, rest comes. And I wrote this down to you rest comes with knowing who's in control of everything and who has the last say over it. When you realize who's in control, when you realize who gives the joy, who gives the peace, who is the maker of heaven and earth, when you realize that nothing was until he came, when you realize that, then you invite him into every space. And when the presence of someone comes in, he brings with him rest. In the middle of the storm, in the middle of the boat and chaos, he brings rest. In the middle of the sleepless nights, and the chaos, and I remember the, the the sick kids, no sleep. When you first have kids, everybody's like, oh, my word, you must be so happy. And you're like, I just want sleep. If I could just take a nap, it'd be great. But sometimes we we are in the middle of our lives, and we're in the middle of our season, and we're praying away what God has blessed us with. When God said, hey, listen, I want to pour out peace and joy in the middle of your season. I want to give you rest in the middle of your work. In the middle of it. Look at Isaiah chapter 26, verse number 3. It's so good. Isaiah 26 says, you, he's talking about who? The Lord. You will keep in perfect peace Those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Isaiah realized something. That peace comes from trust. Peace comes from trust. There can't be peace in your marriage unless you have trust. There can't be peace with your employees unless you have trust. There can't be peace in your church community unless you have trust. I don't trust you. There's tension there. If I can't trust that what you say you'll do, there's tension there. But when we prove our our trust in something, then all of a sudden there's a, a relaxation. I want to challenge you today, my friend, to look at how much you trust in the Lord, and is your trust based on who He is? Because sometimes we can base our trust in the Lord on. What we've seen and experienced. And I'm not saying that's wrong because we all go through things where you might have gone through a season where you prayed for something and it did not happen, did not turn out the way you wanted it to. Or maybe you're even a part of a religion or a church community and someone in there messed it up, messed up the message, treated you wrong. And all of a sudden your definition of God now is, is distorted. But I want to encourage you to come to the Father who has open arms. Who is willing to sit with you. To process through. I love Jesus' approach to his disciples because he never turned them away with stupid questions. And they had a ton of them. If you read the stories of the disciples, they're just asking them everything. Well, Lord, who's going to sit at your right hand? Well, Lord, uh, how couldn't we couldn't do that? And all these questions. And Jesus never said, that's such an ignorant question. Don't ask those things. No, he sat with them and he processed and he asked them a question back so that they could process through. Let me tell you, the Lord will never send you away to figure it out on your own. He loves to sit in the room with you, and process through. Hey, that did hurt. Yeah, that, that leader didn't treat you right. Yeah, that, that was a hard season for you. I understand it's, it looked like your prayers weren't answered. And then when you realize that you get close to him, you realize that he is the one who controls everything, is working all things together for our good. And then you, you rest assured that you trust in who he is and not what he does. You rest assured in that he's faithful and that he's always on time and that he has your perfect will in mind. That, that's what we rest assured in. Not that my situation didn't change. That's where we get all messed up. Like, Lord, well, you didn't move the mountain. He's like, that's, that's not the thing. I'm working bigger things. I have bigger plans. I have the 30,000-foot view. All you can see is, is this right in front of you. I see the big picture. And then you rest assured, okay, Lord, yes, you're right. You are faithful. You are true. You have my best interests in mind. I, I do trust you. And that's why Isaiah said, you keep in perfect peace those who trust in you peace comes from trust uh, the word they use there uh, those whose minds are steadfast is literally dependent or fixed to be steadfast to be dependent on the lord to be dependent on him it's okay to be dependent you don't have to be uh, strong and, and, and independent on yourself the lord wants you to be and I want to point this out, too, because I was studying, and the word they, they use here is perfect peace, but actually there is no perfect in Hebrew. What they actually state here is peace, peace. They, they double the word, and, which is, when it's doubled, it denotes the certainty of the peace and the enjoyment of the peace. In Hebrew, when they said peace, peace, or sometimes you'll see in there, they'll say joy, joy, and we translate it joy indeed or joy abundantly. They're saying, this is an enjoyable peace that you can bank on. They're saying, this is a peace so good, it's past your experience. All we can say is perfect peace. That's what makes sense in our culture. We need perfect peace. Peace that that passes all understanding, right? And Isaiah said, hey, listen, he wants to give you a certainty of this peace, a consistency of this peace that God only grants to his people got to jump ahead i put some quotes in there you can see i love jim Elliott. he said rest in this it is his business to lead command impel send call or whatever you want to call it it is your business to obey follow move and respond if you know your job and you know his you can rest assured rest assured i want to talk about entering into the time of rest because i believe it is um an art that we all need to gather because here's the thing when we master the art of resting in the father then we as a church can become a light in the middle of darkness our world isn't going to get better it's not i'm not going to sit up here and preach that hey we're going to we're going to transform everything and everything's going to turn around and this america's going to be great and our world's going to be in peace i'm not going to preach that I've already read the end of the story it's not going to get better it's only going to get it worse so when we know this we've already seen the blueprint of what's coming we as christians have to be in a place of rest and peace at all times therefore we can walk into any scenario and anybody can come to us with problems or chaos or anything and we are full of peace and joy I want to talk about worship really quick. I want to define it because in the Bible you see they defined the earliest form of worship was the priest bringing in an offering to the Lord. And if you look in the Old Testament, they burnt it on the altar. And what it represented was something that they gave up to the Lord. And they they would pray all these prayers. Lord, let it be a a pleasing fragrance to your nostrils. right? Let us be a pleasing offering to you. Worship, I wrote this down worship is a gift to the lord and rest is his gift to us worship is our part rest is his worship is our gift to him and when he comes he gives rest to us but here's what happens when we invite him into the place of rest that's that's the that's the key this is how I have visualize. I'm gonna do a science experiment real quick. I was homeschooled, so I never got to do like these things with the tubes and all, so like I'm I'm excited whenever I get to do it. So this represents your life, and when you're born, you're pure. Just as a baby. Mm. It's really good. Purified water, really good. And then what happens is all throughout our life, we start to take on negativity. And the blue just represents negativity. It just overflows in our life until one day all we have (laughs) is negativity. And something happens in our life that marks us, causes us to doubt, causes us to walk away from God. And your story, again, is different than mine, and mine's different than yours. And so we all have things in our life, but we want to enter into rest like this. With full of just everything. The stress of life, the doubts of tomorrow, the fear of the future, right? I mean, this is how we go into rest. And what the Lord wants to do, Paul said it best, is he said, I'm transformed, but the only transformation that happens is by renewing. That word renewed literally means to replace. So he says, I need you to step in, Invite the Lord into the space of your life so that he can replace. Because as long as you're full of this, rest ain't coming to you, my friend. Tell you what, as long as you are fixated, thinking about repeating. Some of you have a soundtrack in your mind. That's why I talked about today, entitled today, Remixing the Soundtrack. Because we all have a soundtrack playing. Whether you realize it or not, you're just replaying it, replaying it, replaying it, replaying it. And a lot of us, we, we have negative soundtracks about who we are. I know I, I, all the, there's a lot of times where I will have to literally say, Lord, I need this remixed. <laughs> I've been repeating this to myself and speaking this over myself, and I'll just come to, and I'm like, dear God, I need to remix this right now. And here's what happens. When we come to the Lord with an offering of worship and praise, we say, Lord, in the middle of everything, he comes in, with his amazing, miraculous blood. Oh, it's incredible. And he starts to replace, and we, we start to take on his word, right? We start to say, Lord, you are faithful. And that little bit of faithfulness starts, st- starts in our life. Now you notice there's a little bit of negativity too, because this is what happens when we start to replace. This is where everybody quits. <laughs> because they feel it at church. They feel it when they're a small group. They feel it maybe even in the morning when they have devotions or whatever, but then when they try to enter that place of rest, there's still all that negativity grabbing you. Let me tell you, replacing takes time. Can I encourage someone in the room? Can I encourage you? Replacing takes time, but as you wait on the Lord, he promises you, I'm the God of hope, and what I do is I fill you with joy, With peace. And little by little, little by little, I'm replacing all the things in your life. It's gonna take time. There's gonna be those negative thoughts that still wanna creep in, but you know what you do when those negative thoughts start to creep in? Dear Lord, come on. Come into my life, Jesus. Let, Let your presence flow in my life. Let me just be reminded of who you are. You are a faithful God. Your word never fails. Little by little, little by little, replacing, replacing, replacing until one day, All you have is Jesus in your life. Come on, get that blue out of there. And this is you. This is you. When the Lord comes in, he can replace all things in your life. He says, I'm the God of hope. I fill to overflow. He says, what I want to do with you is I want you to overflow with hope that anybody who comes and bumps into you, boop, there's some hope for you. Come on, because the Lord's filling me every time I take a break. Every time I step away from my desk, I just want more of the Lord. I want to come into your presence and realize you are faithful. Why? Because worship is our gift, and rest is his gift. When we worship him, we invite him in. And when he comes in, he can't help but fill you up with who he is. And when he replaces it, Ha <laughs> You start to overflow with the goodness of the Lord. Can we take a drink break? Come on, can you give him praise? He's so good. He's so good. When you bring an offering of worship with our lives, we invite him into our space of rest. And inviting him into our space of rest replaces the negative thoughts with his thoughts. How many want his thoughts over your life? you need his thoughts because you can't pour into your children without his thoughts parents you can't do it you will not be able to bring enough joy and enough peace on your own you need the overflow of the lord to fill you with hope that when you're watching the news when the world's burning all around you you can steadfast your family in the the foundation of saying no listen The world is shakable, but we serve a God of the unshakable kingdom. And what he said is final. That's what we have when we're overflowing with hope, is that negativity can be happening all around us. But our soundtrack of our mind is God is faithful. He is who he said he is. I am who he says I am. He's chosen me. And I close with this. John chapter 16, verse 32. Jesus said this. A time is coming, and in fact has come, when you will be scattered, each to your own home. You will leave me all alone, yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. Verse 33 says, I have told you these things so that in me. Come on, somebody say, in me. Come on, somebody say, in Jesus. He said, I've told you these things so that when the chaos happens, when the day of crazy takes place, when all things look like they're breaking around, he said, I've told you all of that so that in me you may have peace. That in this world you will have trouble, but take heart because I've already overcome world. That's good news. And that means that my environment does not dictate my peace. That means my situation does not dictate how I feel. That means that the world may shake around me, but that doesn't dictate how I'm shaken, because I'm steadfast in who God is. Today, my friend, I want to pray over you, because I believe this peace and this joy is going to overflow in your world and your job is not even gonna know what happened when you show up you're gonna be walking with such a different buoyancy and it's gonna be a choice I'm not gonna to lie to you you're gonna feel like that half blue half red that's how my kids get slushies when they go to Wawa they get the half blue half red you know and they always beg can I get a little bit of coke we're like no you're nine like no you're not having coke but half blue half red and that made how you feel of like Lord you're so good and then all of a sudden Wednesday happens and you're like, good Lord, is it Friday yet? Like, come on. You feel that? But be encouraged, my friend. Take hope. Because he said, I in me, you find peace. So when you feel chaotic, when you feel chaos, just come again to the Lord. Bring worship to him as a gift. Lord, in this moment, even though it's all falling apart, I worship you because you are good. I worship you because you are faithful. I worship you because you called me your own. In that moment, get more of him. Get more of him. Just kick the devil in the face. Not today, Satan. Not today. No, I just need more of the Lord. Because what the devil wants to do is he wants to come in and say, "Ooh, did I hear somebody complain? Did I hear somebody look at the negativity? He said, ooh, I'm going to pour in. And this is what happens. If you don't let the God of all hope fill you, somebody else is going to start to fill you. That's why I say empty houses is the most dangerous house. <laughs> don't be empty in your heart. Don't be empty in your mind. Don't be going to a state of nothing. That's the most dangerous place you can go to. Why? Empty houses get filled. That's why God said, let there be light. In the middle of the darkness, in the middle of the chaos, in the middle of the the, the craziness, let me speak life. That's why we don't pray, Lord, just empty me of everything. No, Lord, fill me with hope. Fill me with peace. Fill me with joy. Don't let my house be empty. Fill it with your presence. I pray over my kids. Don't let them just be empty-headed and just think about nothing. No, let them be full of kingdom thoughts, full of prophecy. Let the Lord of all hope fill them with joy and peace. Okay. <sharp inhale>